0: Welcome to The Light Files, the lighting Industries podcast. My name is Lisa Bartlett. Thank you for joining me again for this uh, last Light Files episode of 2021. If you can believe it, I believe this is my 44th episode, Um, so almost a year's worth of content. Um, I did miss one week in there. But um, we've done a pretty good job this year, and I look forward to continuing the podcast in 2022. I will extend the invitation to anyone who wants to sit down and chat with me for about 20 minutes while we're in Dallas. That uh, I would love to do so. I will bring my microphone with me, and <laughs> if you're interested, I'd be happy to chat with you and uh, get your take on things in the lighting industry, or even just your insight on how we ended up here and. And where we might go as a professional group together, I think it's always really important to share those thoughts and ideas with one another. Um, If you don't already, please support the podcast, patreon.com slash lightfiles. Thank you so much to everyone who does support the podcast. I appreciate you all so much. You also get fun little gifts. After several weeks of being a podcast supporter, so that's something to, to look forward to. Uh, nothing earth-shattering, but just uh, little tokens to show uh, my appreciation of your support, so thank you so much. Um, and also follow the podcast um, at Light Files on Instagram, and be sure to reach out to me with any feedback, content thoughts, tips, ideas, anything you want. Um, I've always uh, loved to hear your thoughts and ideas. So as a part of, um, well, anyway, leading up to January light ovation, I start hearing a bit more from people, uh, throughout the industry. And then because of the uh, status of the virus, uh, this January, this December leading into January, I did hear, from several people who uh, had heard rumors that um, the January Lightovation show might be uh, canceled or rescheduled. Um, I did uh, request an update on that from the Lighting Showroom Association group. Since that group is filled with not just uh, showroom members, but manufacturer members, I figured these are all people that are in the know. That's part of why I love the LSA is because we have a whole network of people that we can ask questions of and get feedback on not just from a, like from a showroom perspective, but to hear the manufacturer's perspective And things like uh, Lightovation, where they're renters from the DMC, they're going to know way better <laughs> than us reps and showrooms, uh, you know, scattered throughout the country. They're going to know way better than us the status of things going on at the market center and all signs point to, uh, the show will go on and I'm excited about that. I do hope that everyone is able to travel safely to market and there aren't too many canceled flights and I hope everyone, um, remains safe and protected from the virus as much as you can be. Um, yeah, just weird times. And I know when I started this podcast, one of the first episodes was about COVID fatigue, And when I recorded that back in, gosh, what would that have been, Uh, February or March of 2021, I really thought we were coming to the end of it, (laughs) as we all did, I think. Um, you know, after about a year. uh, But, you know, whatever that saying is about, uh, you know, we make plans and, you know, God laughs or whatever. But um, (laughs) I really thought we were coming to the end of it, but uh, apparently not. And I think we're all understanding that we're probably never going to be done with this. Um, So it's just trying to find ways to navigate and keep safe and to keep our businesses and The world running uh, while we try to constantly deal with this threat, it is just, I don't know, it's wild. (laughs) I think about it sometimes, and it's just uh, to think that this would have ever happened. I never would have imagined it. Um, And all of the little changes we've all had to make to navigate these times, it's been pretty interesting. And I think instructive. I think we've all learned how much capacity our businesses have to grow and change and evolve. And I do have to say for an independent lighting showroom, I think that was a really important message to receive that my business can evolve from what it always has been into something new and different for the future and still be successful. Um, and I'm still... Changing things up in our showroom and uh, working on new structures and new ways of doing business. And I know I would not have been pushed down this path if it wasn't for the pandemic, but honestly, without the pandemic, I don't know how long we would have even survived down the path we were on. Um, It has definitely had this restructuring effect um, that has been critically important to my business in a lot of ways. Um, it's scary. it's a little terrifying. I don't know that it's all going to pan out as wonderfully as I intend for it to or hope it does, but we're um, we're definitely headed down some new paths and with a different sense of how uh, lighting showroom should operate and how our staff should act within that business. and I just find that to be um, really instructive and insightful and useful. It's just, anyway, for all the downsides of the pandemic, I did just want to take a minute and uh, give some warm thought, (laughs) positive energy, let's call it positive energy, for some of the upsides this has brought us in terms of thinking about different ways to act, different ways to meet our customers' needs, um, different ways to structure our businesses that maybe didn't look how our doesn't look like how our businesses used to look, but are still <laughs> successful. And it also has given me a, a big appreciation of all the different ways that there are to, to run a business and still do a good job, be successful, be profitable, employ lots of people. Like There's just not one size fits all, of course, and I've just found it so interesting to see all the little changes that people have made and how it's worked for them or not worked for them and um, really gained so much from that experience. So as I head into my real market prep week, the Oh gosh, so it's like it's like one week until <laughs> market. Uh, by the time uh, some of you listen to this, it'll be less than a week because you'll be getting on an airplane probably uh, Sunday after uh, New Year's, but um, it just believe it or not, it's already here. So um, as I really buckle down for my market prep this week, my staff has been giving a lot of thought to displays that they want. I've been giving a lot of thought to my purchasing dollars as a showroom. I know I talked about it, um, I think, on last episode, but I'm definitely committed to this path of finding partnerships for my showroom that enhance our margin, enhance our profitability, and enhance the showroom itself. I do have valuable real estate when it comes to displaying light fixtures, Um, As we've kind of seen, there is still a big place in this world for people to go touch and see product live and in real person before they purchase it. Um, Some online shopping is always going to happen, but there's always going to be a certain number of people that need to see things in person. They need to make sure the finishes coordinate. They just have questions um, and those things can't always easily be handled, you know, over the internet or on the phone. So um, as I see the value our showroom can add in those types of transactions, my purchasing dollars are really going to support businesses that support that business model, and uh, and and in turn, you know, give a good feedback loop with my showroom and my staff and my community. It's just really important to me that we, you know that people that whose product is primarily um, showcased in the showroom are manufacturers that are great partners for my business. They're not just you know the people that we deal with because we've always dealt with them, but that they're truly great partners. That the product adds value to my showroom. That the product gives people a reason to walk into my doors. I always say, like, sometimes we get customers in and they want to see, you know, like a two bulb flush mount. Well, I have those in my warehouse. I don't keep them on display in the showroom because everybody's seen one of those. So it's definitely important to me that there's interesting product that brings people in the door. And then for us as a showroom that we're really showcasing that product throughout our social media and, and marketing so that people know that there's this whole other world of light fixtures other than you know, the ones that were in the house when they moved in. And there's so many great options that they can go see locally um, and that you don't have to buy online and pricing is competitive and all of that. But as I enter into my market planning in earnest this week, I'm definitely looking for manufacturers that are going to partner with our showroom, whether that's inside discounts, whether that's Uh, you know, free freight any day of the week, whether it's, um, no restocking fees, um, these things that are sometimes marginal, like around the edges of the business. But when you like compound them over time, it makes such a huge difference in the success of our showroom or not. Like if we, we can have the confidence to order a product for a customer, and try to do it all right. But if something just doesn't quite work and we can return it, that's great. Um, if we have an inside discount where I know if I'm matching an IMAP sale or an IMAP violation, where I know that my margins as a business, aren't going to be wildly undercut because I have an inside discount. Um, that's always like, that's just so handy. It just takes all the guesswork out of providing customer service because the worst part is when you're trying to match a deal for a customer or deal with an iMAP holiday or an iMAP violation and all you can sit there and think about is like how much is this making this sale going to cost my business it's just the worst place to be in <laughs> cuz that's when you just want to go like I don't care I don't want to make the sale cuz this is going to cost me more than I'm ever going to make you know From it, And it's just such an awkward place to be in as a business owner, because you have the voice in your head that says you want to make the sale almost at any cost. But then, you know, if the cost is losing money, is it really that important to make the sale? (laughs) You know, these are just things that (laughs) we in reality in the showrooms, those of us that do a lot of retail sales run into a lot, a lot, Um, maybe not every day, but on a weekly basis for sure. And it's, um, (laughs) it seems like so simple, like, well, of course you don't take the sale if you're going to lose money on it, but then you start adding up, okay, well, if I let this one go, then are they even going to come back to me for the next thing? Or is it better to just like grab the customer that's in front of you? Even if it's at a little bit of a loss, like these are just definite challenges we have in the showrooms in trying to figure out what is the best way, you know, to operate. So I'm really looking for partners that make these decisions in the showroom easier, not just for me but for my staff. Cuz it's sometimes a pain for the staff to remember all the rules of sales. Like, okay, well, you know, these brands I don't need to have any return shipping fees, but these brands I do. Um, these brands, I can just match whatever pricing these brands. I have to go get an okay from someone like, I just want it to be easy. I don't want there to have to be like a 10 page list of rules on things you can do or not do to sell in my showroom. I just want my salespeople to be empowered to sell. I don't want them to have to stress out over all these details. So whatever degree that I can manage all the details, uh, for them, And my negotiations with manufacturers at market, that's absolutely what I'm going to try to do so that when they, you know, when the showroom opens every day at 8 a.m., all they have to worry about is selling great quality light fixtures and fans and being knowledgeable about it. They don't have to worry about all the back end details about are we going to make money on this? Can I drop ship it? Can I not drop ship it? Like, I just want those questions to be, you know, removed from their radar screen because a salesperson that doesn't have all of this like cloud hanging over their head, they can just make better, more informed, quicker decisions for the customer and it gives the customer a better shopping experience. And that's what our long range goal is, right? To give that consumer, the end user, we want to give them a great shopping experience. We already know there probably is going to be some challenges with back orders, or things like that. They might have to wait longer for goods than they would like to. So, when we already have that to deal with, let's just kind of remove some of these other barriers to entry just to make it easier all around. So, I'm really committed this market to finding those manufacturers that are willing to partner with me and look, sometimes it can feel really hard. I have a mid-size showroom. I'm not big, I'm not small. But I have, you know, I've got some purchasing power, but I don't have a ton. (laughs) I don't have multiple stores. I'm not a small chain. Um, Pace Lighting has been in business for 20 years. It's our 20-year anniversary this month. So um, we're steady. We've been around. We're not new to the industry, but we also... um, you know, we're just not the biggest customer all across the board with everybody. So uh, there's only a limited number of places I know why I can go and hopefully negotiate some deals because, um, yeah, I just don't have the purchasing power with everyone. And there's probably brands I would love to make deals with, but you know, I'm not there yet in terms of <laughs> dollars spent, but I'm also looking forward to maybe, um, structuring some new arrangements with those brands and maybe finding a path where we can grow together. But there's nothing that I've learned more throughout, I would say just this past calendar year, especially it has been the real value of partnerships in your business. And not just like, I don't mean like investment partnerships, <laughs> like cash and fee, not that kind of partnership, but like in the, in the line of goods that we sell, you know, being a distributor or having a distributorship the partnerships we have with vendors are, can really make or break us. You know, when we I started at Pace Lighting, oh my gosh, I think we're going on 14 years ago now, um, there used to be more like exclusive market areas for products. Like, okay, well, we can't open you with this line because so-and-so down the road already has it. Um, I kind of miss those days. (laughs) I miss those days of having like committed partnerships with manufacturers. And, you know, I don't think these partnerships should just be like with, okay, the manufacturer is going to give all of this to the showroom and there's no return commitment from the showroom. It's absolutely a two-way street in these partnerships. And that's what's really resonates with me. Like I'm going to commit to put your prodding on display. I'm going to commit to... Promoting your goods before all of these other brands that I have access to I'm going to commit to that I'm going to do my best I'm gonna be a good you know retailer for you, but in return, I'd kind of like it if you know dropships that come into my area through online sales i'd I'd like it if a portion of those proceeds went to my showroom <laughs> like <laughs> call me the rep. <laughs> You know, like there is no uh, sales agency getting a a commission on internet dropships, but why not the local showroom where people have most likely gone to look at your goods and got the confidence to go buy them online? Um, Just something to think about. I'd love it if we could make that happen. I'm sure you're all laughing at me (laughs) that are on the other side or screaming that the logistics of that would be too crazy. But, um, but why not, why not think about creative ways like that to reinforce the showrooms value to your business as a manufacturer and to give me as a showroom, all the more reason to keep your goods on display, to keep my partnership strong and growing with you. Um, because if there's not good incentive on both sides to do that, relationships do suffer and stagnate. And, um, It can't always be left up to the sales agent to keep that relationship going. Um, It's just not, I'm just gonna be brutally honest with everyone listening to this. If you leave it on every sales agent to keep those relationships strong, it's just not gonna happen. Some are great, some are not so great. There's a bunch in the middle, but um, yeah, I do have some brands that I do better with because I have a strong sales agent and some that I don't do great with because I don't. And that's just how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> but I don't want it to be that way <laughs> necessarily. So I think as I'm uh really uh, getting ready for market, I'm gonna be really taking a hard look at potential opportunities for partnership. I'm gonna look at asking for things that I maybe haven't asked for before. And let's see, uh let's see how it goes. Because I do want to just have an outstanding 2022 with just new partnerships, new product, great displays, a well-trained staff that um, doesn't have to worry about all the little ins and outs of, can I do this? Can I not do this? I just want the customer experience to be the priority. I have a whiteboard in my office that literally says that the customer experience is our priority and it is. And when selling goods has so many obstacles Um, The customer experience doesn't become the priority. The showroom's bottom line does ahead of the customer experience. And the showroom's bottom line is clearly important because we want to stay in business. But should that really outweigh the experience our customers get? Because we have to worry about restock fees and discounts, and IMAP sales, and all of these things that add up to being more significant to staying in business than the customer experience, like things are just a little out of balance when it comes to that. So I need for my showroom to eliminate these obstacles so that the customer experience can again become the priority. So as the Christmas holidays have concluded, Uh, My wish is for everyone to have an excellent uh, New Year's. I can't wait to see you all in a week in Dallas. Um, I think it's going to be an amazing 2022. I really would encourage everyone to kind of think outside the box as you go into market on all sides, not just showrooms, but uh, manufacturers as well. Think about where you might want to try some different arrangements with a showroom or distributorship, Think about how maybe we can do things that um, empower independent lighting showrooms and give us some leeway in the world to make good decisions on your behalf. Please know that we're all for-profit businesses and we don't really want to lose money. (laughs) So any way that you can support us, we will support you right back. Um, And I just can't wait to see everyone uh, next week. Everyone uh, travel safe and I'll talk to you next time.